When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back for the first of a two-part tribe supper, looking back on 2014. Looking back on the first six months, what you know? let's talk about the, the foundations that were built for the success that we've seen so far this year. Uh, we had a fantastic January, didn't we? Is that where, where it all started from there? That's certainly where uh, Itoka Ranka started to impose his methodology and his philosophy on the squad. Uh, it wasn't a squad of his choosing, and his initial task, having come in at the back end of the previous year, was to shore up the defence, uh, stop losing games and reorganise the team. Uh, in January I think we saw the first fruits of that and the team was starting to be a little bit more expressive and uh, they started to win games and climb the table. Uh, and then uh, through the January window there was a little bit of tweaking. Uh, but what we saw was a framework being in, imposed on the pitch and the initial result of that was that Borough stopped leaking goals that was slightly disguised by the fact they'd also stopped scoring goals and we went through that uh, eight games without a goal amazing drought and that was obviously the the headline at the time and fans were saying oh we're not scoring we're not scoring but I think underneath that there was some very important things were happening then there was some some bits of the jigsaw were being put into place and it's easy to forget that although they didn't score for eight games, six of them they kept clean sheets. And that was probably the moment where Karanka got to grips with his team. And we know he wasn't happy with what he had up front. Uh, Danny Graham came in and did a perfectly respectable job and I think he got 18-18. It was a perfectly respectable championship goal haul. But it wasn't ideal. He wasn't playing the way Karanka saw it going in the long term. But we did see some moments of flair. We saw, you know, that um, Carriol was really lively at times. Uh, we was, he was starting to get something out of Emnes, if, if not everything that he wanted. And then uh, Djukovic and, and Emnes, he was obviously keen to get out. And the complexion of the team changed. But it was nowhere near the finished product. Yet despite that, they finished with six wins out of the last eight. And I think that's definitely the result of all the hard work on the training ground starting to filter through and I think that was the platform to go on in the second half of the season Could you see that Phil even though like you say it wasn't his squad then was it, it wasn't the squad that he No he wasn't he, he, was I mean, he inherited a couple of times he got, Danny Ayala came in just before he took over um, and he was able to make some, some important um, changes in January um, couple of them right at the back end of course Lee Tomlin came in initially on loan um, who else did we get in as you say Danny Graham um, uh, Kenneth Omaruo Nat Chalabar so there was a few players coming in I think the, the key thing he was doing at the time was, he was as, as Vic says he was laying down his philosophy and a few players had their feathers ruffled there's no doubt about that he came in with a very different mindset than, than, than the previous management team um, there's nothing wrong with that. Every manager does it his way. His way is to play, is to spend every moment you sp- on the training ground as though you were playing a live match. 
so basically playing for your life, you know, um, giving, in his words, 120%. And um, a few players weren't used to that regime. He, impl- he, he, he laid down the law in terms of just discipline, turning up on time, and being as fit as possible. Um, there have been a couple of issues around, again, the previous regime, where things have maybe got a little bit slack around the edges. Um, so, so in those, it's obviously going to take time to make an impact. I think a few people thought, oh, this super-duper coach from Real Madrid and from Spain, we should be immediately transformed overnight. It was never going to be like that. It was a marathon, not a sprint, to use a cliche. I think the key things, you could see little signs, couldn't you? You could see, you know, he decided Lukas Jukovic wasn't for him. Mm. He decided Marvin Emnes wasn't for him. Um, he decided Steele, Jason Steele wasn't for him. And... People would disagree with some of those decisions, but he had to have he had to make those decisions, and he and he and he stuck by them. And whether he was right or wrong, a manager has to be convinced about his own, you know, the way he wants to do things. And yes, there was a pretty desperate time where Borough weren't scoring goals, and, and some of the games were, were were particularly drab. But there was a bigger picture at, at all times, and that was to get the team to play how he wanted all the time. Um, and that included defensively in midfield and in attack. And also, of course, there was the issues around discipline. We saw I, um, Mustafa Carriol was was, um, was publicly di- uh, criticised for a show of dissent. Um, and and those, those things are very, very important. But you can only do it if, if you've got a very strong character and obviously you've got the backing of the chairman. That was one of the crucial things Ito had through those first six months of this year, which was basically... He knew that whatever decision he made, providing it was logical and he'd gone through the correct processes, the chairman would back him all the way, and that's what he did. And and and, it, and it's been a real team effort, and everybody should, should could, can take credit for that, including the players, of course, who 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 did buy into what he wanted to do, and who didn't, you know, um, because they were asked to do something different, suddenly throw the toys out of the pram. You know, you hear people like Lee Tomlinson saying things like I'm much fitter now than I was when I came to the club I really understand why I have to be fit and I also understand if I'm not using a certain game why that isn't it's, it, it's not being dropped it's just the horses for courses so um, it wasn't always the greatest thing to watch I'm sure the fans would agree who had to turn up particularly at February time you know think of the match against Leeds nil nil. it was pretty drab wasn't it um, a few other games I could think of um, but overall it was. It, it, we can look back on that now and see that some huge foundations were laid. And that's the important thing, he's putting the framework in place. The fact that he got the players drilled, uh, tactically aware of what he wanted them to do, spatially aware of the system, uh, and ideologically in tune with what he wanted on the training ground, it, it, it built a framework by a machine. So in the summer, he could change the parts of that without disrupting the squad. And that was the important thing, that when he came in, although, yes, some of it was just shoring up the, the, the problems, he, he was actually actively, from day one, creating a framework, because he was already thinking ahead of who was coming in in the summer. And, you know, we know now that, for instance, they were, they were going to watch matches in March, uh, watching Kike from March, because they knew that this was the guy they wanted. And they were already thinking about how we're going to use this bloke next year and going to bring in X, Y and Z. And they were actively... They, they, they saw it as an ongoing living process. It wasn't just match to match. I mean, they weren't just like... They weren't just patching it up as they were going along and hoping for the best. He had a clear strategy 
and you could see that everything about the club behind the scenes was being changed in a very deliberate very practiced way and that's one of the reasons why I went into the summer really confident because this is a bloke who really really knows exactly what he's doing and I'm, I'm quite convinced now that they're already scouting people the next for the next next stage and that's that's how professional and and deliberate and functional the way he approaches things so I, I think that spell where we weren't scoring goals actually was really important for him because he was seeing the players and it was like stress testing a lot of them almost and the number of clean sheets we were getting despite having them not quite clicking up front I think that's that was an impressive achievement, and maybe we belittled it. I was going to say that that defensive record that we talk about. I mean, now if you look, I think there's two teams in the football league who've conceded less goals than us this year, and it was quite remarkable because at the at the end of Mowbray's reign, it was the, the silly goals, the late goals, wasn't it? And the turnaround there and, was and the a month his, or two. And at the start of his reign as well, there was a few mm. silly. Uh, people forget now, but the Borough actually didn't make a particularly great start on Dieter no. Karanka. I think they won one in five. Leaked five in the first. Yeah, three and 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 some of them were with sheer giving goal and of course when the clean sheet started people immediately said Shea Given's the difference well the reality was that the, ma- the manager was as much the difference as anything because he organised them he got the players to do what he wanted he cut out the silly mistakes so when Shea Given went and um, Dimi Constantopoulos replaced Mejias after one game when he got injured Dimi was able to step in and it was a seamless transition because it wasn't just about the keeper yes Shea Given's a fantastic keeper we all know that but the fact that Dimi Constantopoulos followed on that good work suggests that it's more about the manager and his coaching staff and getting the team organised. I think I think a critical thing to remember from last season is some of the personnel who were used and also the formation. The manager was pretty widely castigated at times for being inflexible and playing 4-2-3-1 and he would say, look, I haven't got the players to play anything else. When I've got the players to play something different, I'll do that. He was very honest about that and very open about it and we now know that he's prepared to be flex- flexible tactically. He played Curtis Main in a lot of games. Mm. People were scratching their heads. Why is Curtis playing? Why is Lucas Jukovic at Burnley or wherever? You, uh, sorry, Bolton. Um, and the reason was that the, the the manager liked the fact that Curtis Main ran and ran and ran and tackled and tackled and tackled and tracked back and tracked back. And he was saying, "All right, Curtis isn't the most talented player we've got, but he epitomises the attitude that I want to see from the rest of you." And so. The gauntlet was laid down, and you either thought, right, okay, I can work as hard as Curtis Main, and I can, and I'm worth my place, or you decide, I'm not, my face doesn't fit, and I might have to leave. So, there were some critical policy policies laid down in that first few months, um, and as Vic says, cost that sort the defence out was massive, but that it was a bigger picture of the whole team, wasn't it? He didn't just sort the defence out; he set the team out not to concede. And the beneficiaries were the back four. They're the ones who got the credit plus the keeper. But the reality was that the players in front of the back four were working the socks off. And the the person up front, Curtis Main, was working his socks off. And anyone who thought they were better than they are, as Aito often said, didn't find themselves in the team too often. And we finished with a a final flourish as well. I think people forget that now. It it was actually a really good finish to the season. Uh, Six wins out of eight. That's not a bad return. But they were playing good football. And... You know, some of those were tough matches, I and mean, we went away to, to Brighton when they were uh, flying and one of the best teams around. And we went away to Bournemouth, and uh, the, the performance at Yeovil on the last day was a nice way of signing off. Three thousand fans there, nice sunny day, four goals, and I think there was a lot of positives there. But there was also the home game. They beat Derby and probably put a massive dent in Derby's automatic promotion hopes. 
And that was the first time that Karanka showed that he could outfox the master tacticians. Because <laughs> yeah. he changed his shape completely for that game. And he did a good job on Derby. And it was a good finish to the season. So, I mean, I, I, I think we could all go into the summer with you know, an upbeat, optimistic attitude and, and relax, knowing that it was going to get better. And also, of course, the fact that the, the existing players, many of them improved in front of our eyes almost. George Fenn became the model of consistency. Yeah. Um, we all knew he could do it. We all, knew, we all knew George Fenn was a good player on his day because we'd seen it. But could he do it week in, week out? And he, he stopped doing the things that give him the odd bad performance. He, he, knew, he started to learn when to push on and when to sit back. Ben Gibson improved week after week, and we've seen the benefit this second half of the season where he's barely picked up a booking, whereas the back end of last season he picked up, I think it was seven or eight, and he got himself sent off twice. Um, so the players improved. Dimi, he, he, I mean, to identify Dimi Constantopoulos and back him, you know, was 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 a was a brave thing to do, really, because he was literally brought in to give Tony Tony Mowbray numbers on the training ground. Yeah. They did, he didn't want Jason Steele having to do every training session every day of every week. And um, yes, okay, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a, a, a wrong turn in the road with uh, Thomas Mejias, and uh, but the manager again, unlike some managers, um, accepted that he'd made a mistake. And, and and dropped Thomas in the long run, and of course he first brought him in last season, um, and then he was injured almost straight away. And, and but to, to to go with Dimmy, you know, you think Dimmy. If anyone had said to a Borough fan two years ago that Borough's keeper throughout 2014, virtually non-stop, would be Dimmy Constant Thomas, yeah. former Hartlepool player. They'd just <laughs> laugh in your face. But he's been a he's been a success story. So you know, the players are improving. The tactics are getting better, we've seen the benefit, but all a lot of that happened between January and June. Did that rate of improvement in the players, was that an early indication that the squad and the players were buying into to Karanka's philosophy and, and what Absolute, he wanted? Absolutely, and I think that was that's clear from every time you interview the players, I mean, they make no bones about it, that the training's really, really hard, but we really, really enjoy it, and we can see the benefits, and I think that was that's why that, that period was important because he did prove to the players you do it my way and we're going to get better results fantastic next week we'll look uh, we'll look back on the second half of 2014 and how we started the current season <laughs>